The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge. And to say that I'm excited, to say that I'm pumped, That'd be an absolute understatement. This is our brand new golf show here at the Early Edge, under the Early Edge umbrella every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time in place of our college football show that just ended. We'll be here all year long through the Tour Championship. And this show, it's all betting, storylines about betting, best bets. We're going to do props. We're going to do it all. Long shots as well and a little bit of fantasy also. And we're going to be using everybody, but the two main that I'm using the two stars of the show I could not have any more respect for. Let's go ahead and bring him in right now because you know him and you love him. First and foremost, he is the counselor of cash, Mr. Sian Najad. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great afternoon. I can't wait to do this show. And it's funny, you said through the tour championship. That's an eternity from now. We have weeks and weeks and months and months where we get to do this show and speculate about fantasy or you know make our bets our head-to-head our tournament outrights our first round leaders whatever you want to do whatever you want to talk about we're going to talk about on this show and i'm actually genuinely really excited to kick off golf season with you and patrick it's going to be great 39 players at the century tournament of champions and i'll get into all the ways it has changed but ladies and gentlemen on the early edge i have been waiting i have been waiting to make this man a part of the crew you can find him at Twitter, at Amateur Status, and it has nothing to do with his picks. That's just what he used for Twitter handle. But I will make him an amateur this year. I can promise you that. <laughs> Patrick McDonald, I want you face-to-face, eye-to-eye. I'm jacked that you're part of the show. Welcome, sir. What's going on, gang? Thanks for, thanks for the welcome. And then, then the cold shoulder as well. But uh, <laughs> pumped pump to be making my early edge debut, like Sia said. We got all the way till August. Hopefully we can uh, cash some winning bets in between now and then. And it starts this week in Hawaii. All right, let's get into it. Now, by the way, those of you in the chat, you know at the early edge, we want you to be involved. So for the next four weeks, it's going to be kind of a soft launch. We're going to see what works, see what doesn't work. If you have any ideas that you would like us to do, you can put them in the chat or tweet us. You know we always listen. And we want coming up in February to have really locked in on what we're going to do. But gentlemen... We're going to get to storylines that could affect the betting lines. And see, I'm going to start with you because this is a very different week. If people go to their sports books and they look at the odds of it, really a top 20 minus 180, there's only 39 players and it has changed. It's no longer just winners from the previous year. It's all the top players. It's an elevated event. It's different. Start us off. 
Yeah, you know, this really is different. And there's a lot of guys that I think can win. You know, I think when we get into the full field tournaments, we're going to see we saw it late last year, especially because a lot of the live people um, kind of left that a lot of the top players were winning tournaments. The the shorter odds were winning tournaments. And we're going to see that here, of course, with only 39 deep. But here, I think there's 15, 16 guys at the top that actually have win equity. Now, one thing I'm really interested in as we sort of matriculate our way through the season is, do these top guys continue to dominate? Do these shorter odds guys continue to win? Or do kind of newer names emerge? And I don't mean brand new names, but I mean names that we didn't necessarily see. Let's like take uh, Aaron Wise, for example. Guys like mm-hmm. that, Sahith Thagala. I mean, Cameron Young is sort of in that in-between mode where he's kind of a superstar kind of in waiting. But those types of names, do they start to get into that echelon of Victor Hovland, of Colin Morikawa, of maybe even Justin Thomas and, and some of these other guys that have been dominating the tour for four or five years, Rom, Scotty Scheffler. So it's such a big unknown this year. And I think it's really exciting actually, because I think there's a lot of golfers and a lot of golfing personalities that are going to reveal themselves that maybe didn't have a chance to reveal themselves if live hadn't occurred. So I think there's a big window. In fact, a huge doorway for some of these guys to stomp their way through and say to the world, Hey, I'm an established golfer on the PGA tour and you're going to have fun watching me and I'm going to have fun waiting to see how that plays out. And that last statement will lead to one of the guys I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes, but Patrick, one of the great changes, and we've been talking about it for months, that the PGA Tour has done is make this basically an eight-month tour season, right? And they're elevating 17 events. This is one of those 17. We're going to see m- most of all the top players showing up at the same places. That's going to make this a can't miss. It wasn't that long ago that none of the top players went out and started their season at the Century. Now it's completely flipped with JT and Spieth and all these guys. And there's also one big name that got hurt in August. He was on pace to be a FedEx Cup, perhaps, champion. We haven't seen or heard. Who am I talking about? Yeah, Will Zalatoris officially back, no pun intended, from his back injury uh, in mid-August. Had to pull out of the BMW Championship there after winning the St. Jude Championship, the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And he's listed around 30-1. to He was talking to the media last night, uh, said he was given the go, full action, on December 1st. So he's got about a month's rep under his belt. And then it came out last night as well that Xander Shoffley, he's the second betting favorite at nine and a half to one that he's been dealing with a back injury as well. So those, those two guys, they might have some question marks around their health. Xander, I know he's high on a lot of lists. He's won here in 2019, easily could have won here in 2020. He uh, didn't play in the pro-am yesterday. So some question marks with the top players and it just makes, uh, like Sia said, a, a bigger door, doorway for some of these potential guys to step through. Yeah, and some of those potential guys, that leads right into my storyline for this week because you want to be very, very careful this week, guys, because last year the winning score was minus 34 by Cam Smith, who now is over on live. John Rom finished one back at 33 under par. So you got to feed into guys that are willing to go low. What do we mean by that? How about guys that are red hot, guys that aren't scared to shoot a 62 or 63? Not everybody is like that. Some people like playing U.S. Open-style courses. But Seamus Power, how about this guy, 35 years of age? 35 years of age. He won his second time on the PGA Tour in the fall. He will begin this January, today. He's number one on the FedEx Cup standings. This is a guy that nobody's talking about. He's a top five machine right now, a machine. 
than the other guy on the other end of the spectrum. He's 20, I guess, one now because he's only the second player since World War II to win before the age of 20 or at the age of 20. That's how good Tom Kim is. So you got Seamus Power at 35. You got Tom Kim early 20s. These are two of the guys that Sia and Patrick are talking about that could walk through the door. And maybe this week is the week for that. All right. Those are our storylines. We're also going to do a little DFS, a little fantasy as well. Why? Because I've got two of the greatest fantasy minds in the business staring right back at me. Now, I will not be doing any fantasy on this show because I just aren't, I'm not very good at it. So I'm not going to give you picks that aren't very good. But see, I would love to start with you. Give me a few names that people can kind of, and there's so many different ways to play fantasy in golf. That's why it's so popular. And that's why you are here to kind of, for those people who are brand new, make it easier for them. You're up. Yeah, so DFS is really interesting this week. And part of the reason, by the way, Coach, I'm having a hard time because, so we're on the early edge, right? And I'm, I'm usually on the early edge football shows. And Jay Kane has a football question. I am resisting every urge <laughs> I possibly can to not answer that question. <laughs> I'm going to slip up and say, yes, the Chargers you can. are playing. You their, can. Okay, good. You can. The Chargers so are playing far. their starters. They have to secure the fifth seed because they don't want, in round one of the playoffs, they don't want to face one of the top three teams, which, of course, is going to be the Bengals, Bills, or Kansas City Chiefs. So in DFS, or if you happen to be playing regional, draft, which I hope you're not, um, you are going to be playing your Chargers. That's a game to actually lean on a little bit. So I covered that in the FFT DFS show, which I recorded earlier this morning. Jay Kane, you can go ahead and catch it. Me and Mike McClure will be on tomorrow at five o'clock doing our game by game preview. Okay. There was a question at hand. Here I am answering it. I love so DFS, DFS is interesting this week because it's only 39 players. Now, the one thing for those of you that are new to DFS, the one thing you really want to focus on, and this is a little different than, let's say, NFL DFS, conceptually a little the same, a little different, but you want to avoid where the ownership is is congregating, if you will. And so there's a lot of players that are going to be really popular this week, some of which I'll, I'll probably lean on and play, and some of which I'm just not going to play. Because again, in a 39-player field, ownership is really going to be condensed to guys like John Rahm, for example, or or Victor Hovland, some of these popular names that are hot, that have been playing well, whether it's the fall swing or prior to that. So um, there's names that I would avoid this week, but not because they're not going to be good in this tournament, but because I'm just going to bank on the fact that they'll be a little underwhelming. And if they're underwhelming at high ownership, then I'm starting to win my tournament. So a few of the guys I'm leaning on, I'll just list some names here. I don't want to go into a heavy analysis on each person, but Patrick Cantlay will be relatively popular. I do like him a lot this week. He rates out number one in my model, number one in a lot of people's model, even ahead of John Rahm and guys like Scotty Scheffler, who are who are priced higher than him. I know Patrick likes, spoiler alert, Patrick likes Patrick Cantley as well. Tony Finau is a guy, this is a this is a birdie-making course. Tony Finau will be going off on this course if he's playing remotely well. He'll be scoring a lot, and his price is really low, particularly on DraftKings. I believe it's 9,300. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is a guy that actually rates out pretty low for me, but the, the cool thing about Fitzpatrick is he rates out low for, for a lot of people in terms of the models that they're running. Therefore, his ownership is relatively low. So if you play Matt Fitzpatrick, you'll probably be one of maybe 10 to 12 percent, 15 percent of people who are playing Matt Fitzpatrick, which in a 39 person field is actually a good percentage to be on. So it's slightly contrarian. Other guys I like real quick. Cameron Young is an absolute beast. I think he is going to be a superstar on this tour. And I think he's going to prove that this year uh, if he hasn't already. Victor Hovland is a guy I like, but I will warn you. 
uh, at his price, which I believe is 8,300. A lot of people are going to play him. So if you want to fade him for ownership reasons, that makes sense. I'm on Keegan Bradley. Uh, I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's been great off the tee. He's improved with the putter and I don't think ownership is going to go his way because there's a lot of people right next to him that are really, really popular, namely Adam Scott, Aaron Wise. And I do like Aaron Wise, by the way, but Scott Stallings in the 6K range, I think it's a decent pivot off of Tom Hoagie and maybe guys like Adam Svensson that are probably going to be a little bit more popular. Scott Stallings hasn't been good lately, but Coach and Patrick, you probably remember last summer, he had four or five tournaments in a row where he got hot. And we know that about yes. Scott Stallings, that he can get hot. It's just a matter of when he gets hot. And it's not going to be a for a long period of time, but it's going to happen. We know we get four rounds out of Scott Stallings. If we can catch him at the right time, and if his ownership is low, well, then looky here. Your tournament lineups are doing pretty well. You're damn right. By the way, did you guys see what happened to Scott Stallings this week? You yeah, guys got some good juju the in Masters? his corner now. Yeah. yeah. So Scott Stallings was waiting for his master's invite which is a big deal for guys when they get it because they get this whole package in the mail. It's the invitation. It's a big deal. He said he checked the mail five days in a row. Somebody with the same name got it mailed to his house. And that guy was so nice and respectful. He, he DM'd Scott Stallings and said, I'll just mail it to you. So he had some random dude mail him his master's invite. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Pretty wild. Uh, pretty wild. Now, Patrick, I see that you like Keegan, and, and he's one of those guys that people never talk about. But then there's another guy you like this week. He's going to be very, very expensive. But if you don't have him, you might be giving up a lot because he finished second last week and would have set the all-time scoring record if it wasn't for Cam Smith at 33 under par. What do you like? Yeah, I like John Rahm a lot this week in DFS. I know Sia said he's going to be one of the more popular guys, but – John Ron typically is over 20% owned. It seems like even in these full field events. So like you said, coach, five top 10 finish finishes here in his five starts runner up twice, including last year at 33 under. And the thing about John Rahm is his putter has come back uh, to end 2022. We know what the guy can do from T to green. He kind of struggled in the early parts of 2022, uh, the spring months with the putter, but he ran through Europe at the end of the year won twice, won the DP World Tour Championship, looked decent at the Hero World Challenge as well, and we know what he can do on this golf course. So I like John Rahm a lot, despite the ownership concerns. And then, like Sia said, Keegan Bradley. It was a, a sneaky good fall, I guess you could say, for a guy who won. He won the Zozo, top five at the Sanderson, T21 at the CJ Cup, which was another kind of big boy field. And like John Rahm, he's really good tee to green, and the putter's coming around, so – in a limited field, Keegan Bradley might be a bit contrarian and a good play. So I like those two. Well, he's also become kind of the main guy at Brand Jordan now with HV3 
leaving and Jordan pulling that sponsorship, it's now Keegan's world. It's got to be the guy. Got to be the guy. Got to be the guy. All right, great from our fantasy, guys. Again, we're going to tweak as we go along and figure out what exactly works. But now it's time for our best bets. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick a winner. We're going to pick a top 20, a top 10, uh, a couple of head-to-heads. We can pick whatever we want to pick. So, Mr. McDonald, you're brand new to the early yet, so we got to roll out the red carpet. Give us your head-to-heads that you like this week. Let's start there. I, I just got one for you guys, and it's Jordan Spieth plus 105 over Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, this is more of a fade on Fitzpatrick. I know Sia likes him for DFS, but uh, he just can't keep up in this type of field, this type of event where you got to get to 25 under. Uh, he ranks outside the top 30 and birdies are better. Approach numbers haven't looked great, and it, this course kind of gets him away from his strengths, in my opinion. So, plus money. Jordan Spieth, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes last or if he wins this event. That's kind of who he is. But the ceiling's must, uh, much higher on Jordan Spieth than it is Fitzpatrick, and that's what I'm banking on in plus money. I also think, remember earlier I said about players that would rather play the U.S. Open than play mm-hmm. an event like this? Matthew Fitzpatrick is one of those guys. And he just won the U.S. Open, by the way. But he's not a guy that goes low. He doesn't do 30 under very well. I love this play. I absolutely love this play. All right, see ya. You're up. Yeah, and I, I like the play, too. Again, like in Patrick kind of bold-faced this. I like Fitzpatrick not because I think he's going to do great necessarily. I'm talking about DFS. But because he's going to be slightly contrarian. For the record, I think Spieth will have a relatively low ownership as well. And like Patrick said, he's boom or bust. Well, that's what you're looking mm-hmm. for in tournaments in DFS. So uh, another really good guy to consider there. Uh, I have a few here. I think I like one you know, better than the other two. So I'm just going to just point that out. And I'll, I'll tell you at the end uh, what that is. But I like Xander. He's he's actually a dog to Justin Thomas, which I suppose is understandable. He's minus 105. You can get this one at, at Caesars, uh, both with great experience at, at Kapalua. JT hasn't played a lot lately. Uh, and for whatever it's worth, he got married in November, if you think that's a distraction, which I kind of think it is. I mean, it's just, you know, five, six weeks ago. But it's all that out there. <laughs> Right. Um, it always yeah. is. <laughs> yes. Perpetually. But I mean, you know, it was just a few weeks ago in terms of the wedding itself. So uh, and for the record, it, it, I, JT is a superstar. Right. So I, I hesitate in saying this, but the approach play and the putter has been pretty cold with him as of late. Again, he's a superstar. He can rebound in a day. But compared to Xander, Xander's just been on. He's Mr. Reliable. He's crushing it in every, in every metric. So as a dog, I just like Xander there. Hovland minus 115 over Morikawa. This is probably my favorite one. Again, if you want to play Morikawa in DFS, more power to you because he'll be less, less owned than, for example, let's say Victor Hovland and a lot of the other guys. Busy, a busy fall swing for Victor Hovland. Um, Mori's ball striking, Morikawa's ball striking. It's been pretty great. The putter's been a little cold. I give the slight edge here to Victor Hovland, though. I just think right now he's playing better golf than Colin Morikawa. Side note, guess who else got married in November? Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, just, yes, he did. I am just giving Fading out information. It's <laughs> so all I'm doing is giving out information. I don't want to hear after this show, you didn't tell me that Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, oh, and by the way, Sung J.M. and Will Zalatoris all got married within the last five weeks. You didn't tell me that. It's a golf show. You got to tell me. I'm telling you. That's all I'm telling you. Cameron Young, minus 130 over Sam Burns. Uh, I just love Cam. Listen, this is a good course for both of these guys. Um, they can be erratic off the tee. That's not going to be a real big problem here. Uh, the, the, the problem with this bet, again, I like the Cameron Young side of it, minus 130, is that Sam Burns can get really hot with the putter, and that's not something you normally see from Cameron Young. So if Sam Burns gets hot with the putter, 
nighty night we lose this bet. But the ball striking has been off for Sam Burns um, pre and post fall swing. And I just think Cameron Young is just on a track to really just emerge as as a, a top 10 guy, maybe at the end of this 2023 season. So I just like the spot that Cameron Young is in. You know what's crazy? What Cam Young has done the last 24 months? Do you know what he was doing two years ago and one month ago? You know what Cam Young was doing? He was playing in a pro-am with your boy right here. Yes. And they said, oh, you got this little uh, pro in your team. He's going to be pretty good someday, they say. But you get to have him today. And he went out and shot a very, very quiet 67. And I actually asked him if I could caddy for him because I didn't really know who he was. Embarrassing. On he, goes, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I've got a guy. I'm okay. And now, look, he's a President's Cup member. He's FedEx Cup. He's all that. It's embarrassing. I saw him at the PGA Championship, and I apologized. Yes, see you. <laughs> Well, a couple really quick things. Uh, somebody asked, I believe it's Fire Sports in the chat. Uh, he asked if these were these lines were. Oh yes. my, yeah, were from Caesars. So, uh, good question. Uh, Xander over JT and Hovland over Morikawa. Those were both from Caesars. Cameron Young over Sam Burns was a DraftKings uh, head to head. So I tried to look at a couple different books because I know not everybody has the uh, the same options. The the other thing I wanted to say, Coach, real quick, just kind of just dating back to the storyline part of this show. You mentioned Cameron Young and how you didn't know who he was. Well, you know, I'm not sure if Patrick, maybe Patrick did. Knowing Patrick, he probably knew who Cameron Young's two years and, and one month ago. I didn't know who he, he was. <laughs> I bet he did. Uh, I bet he had already golfed with him at that. I, I, I didn't know he he was you know down in the dumps playing golf with Coach. I mean that's ah, pretty exactly. low, you know. But <laughs> a meteor, yes. meteor rise. Yes. Yes. Rags. Anyway, see you. Continue. See you. If I've ever heard one. Okay. So (laughs) here's just one quick thing. And it goes back to the storyline thing. A a lot of people, when they bring up live, they're like, Oh man, you know, the PGA tour, it's gotten worse because Cam Smith has gone over here and Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson and whatever down, down the line. We don't know what we don't know. You, you can't like, if I told, if I told you, you know, write something down because you forgot something. And you said, well, no, I don't forget anything. Like, how would you possibly know, right? How would you know if you forgot something? You don't, which is why you write it down. I make that analogy because we don't know who's going to come and emerge and be the Cameron Young of today, the, the Sahith Tagala of today, the Victor Hovland, the Colin Morikawa. So to the extent you think so many great players and great personalities have left and gone somewhere else, good news. There are so many good golfers and so many great personalities that are coming through, whether it's the Corn Ferry Tour or somewhere else, that are going to suddenly take the, the spot of the current Cameron Young or the current, you name the, the hot new player, Davis Riley, all, all down the line. And I just think that's a random name to bring up. But the, the point is, we are going to see such an influx of personalities in great golf. And I think the PGA Tour is in um, an amazing spot. Could not say it any better myself. And from a man who happens to be kind of the voice of the Corn Ferry Tour for the PGA Tour, I'm telling you, there are a ton of personalities. And I'll give you one name that fits into your category, see ya. Tom Kim. Six months ago, nobody knew who the dude was. The British Open, they're like, oh, who finished third at the Scottish Open last week? Some guy named Tom Kim, and now he's won twice. He was at the President's Cup. He was at the Heroes Challenge. It can happen fast if the doors just open a little bit. So let's do my best best, but I love that little extended storyline from Sia. I just got two very, very quick head-to-heads, and everybody knows that if you follow my golf handicapping, my bread and butter, where I think you make your money, it's not the most glamorous, it's not the most fun, and it takes a little bit longer, but it's head-to-head matchups. I love John Rahm. Why wouldn't you take a guy who shot 33 under par a year ago over Scotty Scheffler? I know he's the number two player in the world, but 
Rom thrives here. We just saw it. You give me anything under negative 150, I'm going to take it. Then, of course, I agree with Sia. Victor Hovland has proven, hasn't he, Sia, that if you need to go low, he is not scared to go low. So I'll take him. Plus, he just won the Hero Challenge not that long ago, about three weeks ago he won. So he is in form. All right, those are our head-to-heads. Now, this week's kind of weird, guys. So let's do our top 20s and top 10s together. Because at this point, there's only 39 guys. So if you go to your sports book and you look at the odds, you're like, this is kind of weird. Remember, this is a special week. Next week, it'll be a full field. So, Patrick, let's start with you. What do you like in the top 20 or top 10 market, sir? Uh, Top 20, I went back to Keegan Bradley, minus 120. Uh, All the reasons I said previously, just kind of an underrated fall, a win, top five, T21 there. T to green, he's phenomenal. And the putter is starting to look good. And then Top 10, I went Justin Thomas, minus 115. Uh, Justin Ray put out a really good article for PGATour.com a couple days ago. And uh, since 2015, Justin Thomas is the only player in this in the field uh, to average over a stroke gained approach per round at this golf course. Since 2019, he leads the field in birdies are better with 108. That's 14 more than anyone else. And he has four straight top five finishes here. So you're getting minus 115 for a top 10. Uh, sign me up for that all day. You know, Patrick, you don't know it, but you've arrived when Big Cheesy 707 says you've arrived. And he says in the chat, <clears throat> the background of Patrick looks like he knows his golf. So from your background, they think you know your golf. I, I better. I mean, I write about it every damn day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I better know what the hell I'm talking about. Don't worry. Big Cheesy is just feeling himself. He beat me in a in a showdown the other day. So he okay. got a hundred okay. of my dollars. So he's feeling himself right now. All right. See ya. What do we like in the top 10 or top 20 market? And this will probably be the only time all season that we give out a top 10 at a negative number and it's still good value. What do you like? Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page as Patrick here. I, I do like Keegan Bradley at minus 120. I just think there's, again, a 39-person field. I think there's a little bit of value on Keegan, both in the DFS and in the betting market. I wish that number was, you know, plus 105, but but it kind of is what it is at this point. I think minus 120 is fair. Um, I, you know, I, I searched around for some top 10 numbers. I didn't really find anything I like, but I will co-sign Patrick's Justin Thomas minus 115 top 10. And I understand those are the same picks, but this probably isn't the tournament to really be fishing for a lot of top 20s and a lot of top 10s. So I'm happy to co-sign the the JT one. Now I will qualify that. I still like my play Xander over JT, but I expect them both to finish top 10. So I think both of those things can be true. Xander can beat JT at minus 105 and that Justin Thomas can finish top 10 at minus 115. No question about it. No question about it. Now, I'm going to give out Seamus Power at minus 140. His last three events, last three guys, he's finished inside the top five, including a win in Bermuda. His game is on point. I love this number at minus 140. And then in the top 10 market, I love Victor Hovland. I mean, if I'm going to ride him all the way, and you're going to see my winner pick here in a minute, at plus 140 inside the top 10, all he's got to do is beat 29 other guys. I'll take that number and those odds all day long all of my picks today by the way from caesars but all the picks all season will be from a major sports book in the united states so if you're ever wondering it'll be FanDuel, mgm caesars any of those and we'll try to let you know as much as we can but just know it's from a major sports book or we will not give it out all right now it's time for the winner's market and on this week it's a little bit weird because of the limited field 
And so maybe the top of the board doesn't have value, but maybe farther down we have a little bit. Patrick, what do you like this week? I, I went straight to the top myself. Uh, <laughs> like I gotta say, you up for that? See, so I said it. I love Patrick Cantley this week, uh, eleven to one. I love him in a shootout. We saw him just at the Shriners. He was twenty-four under through seventy-one holes. Might have had a little mishap on the seventy-second with the triple bogey there, but we saw him win at Caves Valley as well a couple of years ago at twenty-seven under. That's another golf course with vast elevation changes, much like Kapalua. Uh, and he has two fourth place finishes here in his last three starts. And this tournament can kind of turn into a putting contest from time to time. We've seen it with Cam Smith and John Rahm last year. Mm-hmm. A player like Patrick Reed has won here as well. Jordan Spieth leaning on that putter. And Patrick Cantlay is a great Bermuda grass putter. Uh, and then my second pick is Sung JM at 18 to 1. In general, I, I just think Sung is in store for a massive 2023 campaign uh last two years he's the best player proximity wise outside of 200 yards fantastic on par fives t8 last year t5 the year before there's some augusta correlation and he's played pretty well at the masters with the runner up and another top 10 finish there so those are my two guys he also bought his first house he has a house house, married a lot of things going on with sung jay and he's gonna win the biggest tournament of his career this week now here here begs the question with the new wife at home, is she going to allow him to play every single week like he's been doing for the last several years? Nobody plays more than Sung M on the PJ Tour. Like, I mean, we'll see what, how that goes. What Sung Jay wants, Sung Jay gets. That's, that's going to be my <laughs> those, guess. <laughs> those checks make it a lot better. Oh, oh, you don't mean? Oh, I just won this this week. Oh, I like that half a million. All right. <laughs> All right, I love those two plays. By the way, full transparency, uh, in a private head-to-head, I took Sunjay over uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm fading Fitzpatrick in all of yep. my personal plays, so I love Sunjay this week. See ya, what do you like? Yeah, I like one of your picks, Coach. First of all, I like one of Patrick's picks a lot. I, I, I think Patrick Cantley at plus 1,000 is a pretty good bet, and I never advocate for anybody mm-hmm. plus 1,000 in golf. But, I mean, if you're going to take short odds – Cantley would be the guy for all the reasons Patrick just gave out. I, I absolutely love him this week, but my guys are a little bit longer. It's, it's Vicar Hovland at plus 1800 and Cameron Young at plus 1800. I've kind of already talked about why I like those guys. I love both of their spike potential, both of their ability to just completely outstrokes gained the field, a, a term I just made up and didn't really come off the, uh, come off the tongue too well, but th- these guys really can have really big pop days and set themselves apart from everybody else. Obviously, there's other guys in the tournament that can do that, but the other guys in the tournament that can do that are at much shorter odds. So this is sort of like where I think the gap is. You know, After these two guys, I think there is a little bit of a gap between them and everybody else underneath them. I think Hovland, Young, even guys like Sung J.M., like, like Patrick mentioned, have very solid win equity in this field. But beyond that, I don't think I'd play anything deeper than plus 1800 unless I'm just taking a fly or taking a long shot. 100%. And oh, by the way, you didn't even know you just teased it. We will be doing a long shot at the end of the show. Just somebody to keep an eye on that's a little bit higher odds. So thank you, Sia, for that tease. Now, here's what I would do in a field of 39, because I think we all agree John Rom could end up winning this and maybe going away. He's plus 650 and plus 700. I'm going to put a little bit on him. But at these odds, because there's so few players, you're getting much better odds on a Victor Hovland at plus 1,800 or a Tom Kim at plus 2,000. You can still sprinkle a little on all three. If one of these two hits, you're still profiting money. And if Rom hits and does what a lot of people think he's going to do, then you're covering yourself 
there as well. Now, if Rom doesn't win, you lose all of it. But again, that's what I'm going to do because I love Victor Hovland for all the reasons we've already discussed. And Tom Kim, first trip there, I think it's a flyer at plus 2,000. He's won two times, two times since the Wyndham Championship, and he has shown that when the lights are the brightest, he shows up. It would not surprise me in the least for him to be at the top of the leaderboard come Sunday evening. And by the way, it's a late start because of Hawaii, I think 5 p.m. Eastern on Golf Channel, something like that. So you can spend all your day and settle in and watch golf at night. Now, another thing that we want to do, and we will start the one and done in the contest coming up right after the Super Bowl. And Casey Nax is asking uh, multiple times, who do we think is going to win a major? We're going to do an entire episode on that before the first major. We'll do it for all four. All right, so we'll get to that, but today is not the day for that. But, gentlemen, whether it's a long shot, whether it's a wire-to-wire, whether it's a hole-in-one, a lot of sports books are starting to give out exotic picks, but also you can find a long shot to win. So this little thing at the end of the show is going to be that, whatever you guys want to do. So, Patrick, what have you targeted for our long shot segment of the week? Yeah, I'll put it in air quotes with you because it's not much of a long shot, but uh, it's a first-round leader play, and I already talked about him glowingly, and it's Patrick Cantlay 16-1 to to be the first-round leader. And just because everything I just said, this guy can roll the rock with the best of them. He was top 10 in round one scoring average last year on the PGA Tour, and I think he just gets off to a hot start, and at 16-1, to it was a fair number uh, to me, and so I rolled with it. If I think he's going to win, I think he's going to get off to a good start. Wire to wire crossed my mind, but it's so difficult to do that over four days to, you know, keep the lead. So I just played it a little safer with the first round lead. And Patrick brings up a very, very good point because there are certain players that just are really good in this space. Quick question for you, Sia. How many times in the last 24 months would you say you picked correctly a first round leader on camera, on video, on a show? Uh, Over the last 24 months, it's at least... 18 times or so it's in that it's in that range that's a bad man times ladies that's a bad man right there this guy has targeted this space better than anybody i've seen anywhere and it's all on camera so anybody wants to say oh no no we do everything we track everything we show everything so see ya your long shot play of the week is what so real quick, let me let me recalibrate so I can think about the answer to that question. I would say instead of at least 18 times, at least 16 times. So I'm just kind of doing the math man. in my head. No, I, no, listen, I get Very it. But I just I want full disclosure, recalibration. I think it's around 16 times. So, yeah, I've had some really, really good fortune, uh, pun intended, when it comes to first round leaders. So uh, in terms of the first round leaders, Xander Shoffley plus 1600, Hovland plus 2200. Keegan Bradley, if, if you don't feel comfortable with him, playing him in DFS or in the outright market, uh, plus 4,000. I, I like those three. Listen, I don't want to pick more than three. I'm already picking too many with uh, only 39 people in this field. If you wanted to focus on two of those, Xander and Hovland would be the guys for me to focus on. But I think Keegan at plus 4,000 makes a little bit of sense. Um, real quick, long shots from an outright standpoint, just three like miracle on ice plays. I'll go with Keegan Bradley, 55 to one. Corey Connors, 60 to one. Tom Hoagie, 70 to one. These are miracle shots, but I'm just saying if you felt like sprinkling something, I think those three numbers are decent. All right. I think they are too. Just remember guys that aren't scared to go low. 
Uh, Seamus Power is my long shot player of the week. At plus 5,000, I was like, really? I can get this guy at plus 5,000? I don't mind him in every market. Top 10, top 20, top 5. Here's a guy who waited damn near 15 years to get his shot at glory. He is not letting it go now. Three straight top fives. Little sprinkle on Seamus Power at plus 5,000 or 50 to 1. I like that just a little bit. Look at that, gentlemen. 34 minutes. Felt like that. And we're just getting started. Again, we're going to be here every single Wednesday through the Tour Championship. If you have any ideas, send them in the chat. Send them on Twitter. You know we're a crew and we're a family and we're a universe for a reason. Everybody matters, whether you're watching us or whether you're one of us. We're all doing it together. And with that being said, we like to end every one of our shows asking my guys, what's the number one most important thing you're looking for this week at the Century Tournament of Champions? See ya. Start us off. Yeah, I'm looking for who's going to put their stamp on this season early. I mean, we've got guys like John Rahm, who I, I think is playing like the best golfer in the world. Scotty Scheffler last year was playing like the best golfer in the world. We got Patrick Canley, Xander, Justin Thomas, who we, we're not exactly sure where he fits in with those guys. And then there's Tony Fina, who's been red hot, emerging guys like Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, who still haven't captured the number one spot, but can. Who is going to start this season out hot like Scotty Scheffler did last year? I bet somebody does it. I don't know who it's going to be. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Mr. McDonald, what do you like? For, for me, 2023, the most interesting golfer is Jordan Spieth. You know, after climbing out of that lull in his career from 18 to 20, he's kind of reborn with two wins in the last two seasons, but he's kind of been on the outskirts still of the elite, kind of perpetually 12 to 18 in the world, not quite inside the top 10. So I think it's a massive year for Jordan Spieth this year. Uh, he turns 30. He needs to bag one of these elevated events, get into contention at a major championship. And this is a Spieth course, very wide off the, off the tee, uh, can be creative around the greens, on the greens. So I, I think it's a, a big year for Jordan Spieth, and it'll start this week. I feel like he's in a better headspace, too. He's been making a lot of trips to Florida to play cash games with JT and those guys. It would not surprise me if Spieth ultimately moves to Florida from the Dallas area, but he's been there a lot. What I'm looking forward to, gentlemen, is this. Who's going to be the Scotty Scheffler of 2023? Who's going to be the guy that steps up and says, this is my year. I'm going to put the PGA Tour on my back and carry them through the first elevated season in the history of the PGA Tour. We've got 17 events that all the best players are committed to playing, including speed, including all the guys you talked about. See ya. Who's going to be the best of the best? That's what I want to see when they're all forced to play together several times not just at the majors that's what i'm looking forward to and i'm also looking forward to doing this every single wednesday this was fun huh boys this yes, was sir. this was fun all right <clears throat> and with that being said there's only one thing left to do and i believe you all know what that is you've got your marching orders let's take all of the century tournament of champion tickets straight to the pay window for my entire crew love them all patrick the counselor of cash, see in the job. Jake the snake on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. It doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the day, the week. We haven't missed a day since 2020. And we're not about to start now. Right here. All of you know it's all about the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.